Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 50, featuring a review of our first 2021 horror film, Shadow in the Clouds, a film starring Chloe Grace Moretz. It is a World War II film set in a plane with some gremlin action. So we'll get into that later. I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting on this January 17th, 2021. Joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Carly. We're both podcasting out of Southwest PA. What's going on? Welcome back. Hello. Yes, we made it to episode 50. Yay. I have just been watching moves and kind of hanging around, especially today. I've been watching, well, I just started watching a move and then we went to record, but I was, you know, kind of doing nothing today. You and I hung out the other day and uh, yeah, that's pretty much nothing really exciting. It's just been nice watching uh, some movies that aren't 2020 movies again. So I've been enjoying that. I've been watching 05 movies as well, but it's just been it's been nice it's been freeing i I like the start of the year because i can watch feel like i can watch whatever i want yeah um i agree i think that one of the coolest things about finishing because like with 22 shots from like october to january is just chaotic like usually in october well actually yeah october we start i mean we start back up in september so we're always like really behind on like patreon shows and stuff like that and um then we go into uh our you know we have a bunch of shows that are date specific or like month specific so for example october our halloween show we have to do and then november it's four straight shows of italian horror month and we've been doing that for i think five or six years and we've never missed a week so that's really hard because we know when italian horror month comes up we can't miss a show like we have to make sure we get to all four of them in some cases five which we did last year in 2019 um and then into December, we have our Christmas show and then the end of the year show. So it's, you know, our top 10. So it's just crazy, crazy. Um, only watching 2020 movies, only watching stuff for the podcast. It gets really insane. So when January rolls around, we record, we usually record the top 10 show at the first or second week of January. We do that, release it, and then usually we have a week off uh, after the show to just kind of recuperate, but that's usually when we can watch whatever we want. This uh, year in particular, we actually ended up taking like three weeks off because uh, I can't do a show next week, which would have been Paranormal Activity, so we have an additional week off which is almost all of January, you know, by the time, I think we'll record that on like the 29th or something like that. So I've been able to watch whatever I want pretty much. And that is always really fun. And then even when we get back to shows, 
I still have more free time because whenever we're doing regular shows, if I'm not watching movies for regular shows, then I feel I'm cheating or being uh, non-responsible if I'm not watching 2020 movies by that point. So it's really, really like refreshing to move on from the 2020 prep and into 2021 because you know I have a whole year to watch 2021 movies and the only thing I have to worry about is podcast movies so typically a podcast show for us is three films so if I watch one movie a day regularly that leaves like you know four spots for open movies now unfortunately our first shows back are like seven films and then five films I think so whenever we do come back I I will be a little bit more limited but still I'm less limited because I don't feel like the pressure of the end of the year so everything that I watch that's not for the podcast is prep for another podcast so I mean, we do have 2005, but I feel like we're still far enough away to where I don't feel pressure to watch one every time I'm not watching something for a show. Yes. I watch an 05 move every other day I try to, but then I was gonna, like, with a movie I was about to watch was The Fog remake, and then I was just mad, and I was like, I don't feel like watching The Fog remake right now, so... I might try to watch something better later, like Wolf Creek or something from 05, but yeah, uh, it is nice watching moves. I went over to my aunt's yesterday and uh, hung out, and right when I was about to leave, she was like, oh Carly, did I ever give you Disturbia back? And I was like, what? And <laughs> she handed me Disturbia, and I was like, what do you mean give me back? And she was like, oh, I borrowed this like seven years ago, and I was like, oh. And it turns out I own Disturbia all this time but I had let her borrow it and she just now returned it so I know not to let my aunt borrow things but that was just a funny little thing that happened to me and other than that I have been chilling I got a coloring book that is a horror coloring book and I've been coloring in that while watching my moves so that is my life right so um yeah this will be our first review of 2021 which is pretty cool uh i don't know a lot of movies that are out right now i haven't been really paying attention this is one that i noticed came out because exploding heads covered it and um i was curious about it because the cover to the film didn't look like a horror film at all so i was like okay what is this about and I, I'm, I'm a fan of Chloe Grace Moretz, so um, I was interested in, in checking it out. But anyway, we will get um, to that a little later. Um, anything exciting happened this week to you? No, not really. So you, did you listen to Exploding Heads' thing no, on this? No, no. Uh, okay, because I had listened to it, and like then I was watching the movie, and I, I'm stupid and just like forgot the movie that that's what the movie was that they reviewed and I was like wait a minute I'm watching this move and it's this move seems like the move they were talking about and it was but um no nothing really exciting I bought a tripod I got a coffee table so I mean that's kind of exciting for me but not to the general audience but now I can make videos in any location I want and not have to worry about putting the camera on the right 
Like I, I have to sit on my floor to do my updates and put it on like my furnace to record, but now I can do it wherever I want. So that is, that's kind of exciting. Other than that, I really haven't done too much. So, how about you, buddy? Um, I really didn't do much at all besides work this week. Um, work has been a little bit more challenging because I've been uh, training most of the days and the person that I'm training, um, very different than me. Um, so I've just been really fake the whole time. <laughs> yes, you are um, fake. Yeah, just, um, just different viewpoints on things. So I just, uh, just try to, uh, you know, be, be, uh, respectful and not insert my opinion on things too much, um, and just let it be professional. But yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been mostly training a lot and that's, that's all that like, it, it kind of like ruins my work day. Cause I feel like I have to put a hundred percent effort into trying to get this person to learn stuff. And it always just makes the day harder. Cause the job that I work is, is a really hard job to learn. It's like an easy job once you get it, but there's so much that can go on that it's like really hard to train someone for scenarios you don't know are going to come up. It's like a, you got to kind of wait till it comes up type of thing. But besides that, um, I've just been watching movies for fun, which is pretty nice. Me and you hung out on Friday, um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, been watching sports a little bit. Um, my Steelers absolutely got their buttholes blown out. Oh, nice It was very traumatic. Um, but honestly, I'm almost kind of used to... It's almost like these embarrassing losses are becoming a norm uh the penguins got bounced out in the first rounds in the first rounds in the first round last season by a team that normally wouldn't even have made the playoffs um go back a few years um us getting murdered in the afc conference championship by new england um there was that really bad game where we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars um it's it seems like lately it we've had very uh consistent embarrassing losses and uh that's not fun yes football <laughs> um and then the penguin season started and they went they started 0 2 to Philly so we did win today, which was nice. We won in overtime against the Capitals, which is another rival. This season is kind of different because um, it's all interdivisional play uh, due to COVID. So um, all the games are against division rivals, which is weird. So it's like more intense and stressful, kind of. But yeah. Right. That is why we are here to hear this pod. Sports. <laughs> so uh yeah let's go ahead and get into some things that we watched all right who is going first who shall go for i guess i shall go first yeah you go first all right um 
first up, I watched Reanimator from 1985. Uh, watched this over a friend's house. Uh, they were having a movie night, and this is what they decided to put on. And uh, I really enjoy Reanimator. It's uh, honestly becoming a movie that I can almost consider one of my favorites. Uh, it's a great, just a fun, fun time for me. I think Jeffrey Combs is fantastic in it. Uh, probably, well, I can't. I don't even know if I could say it's his best role because he's really good in everything, and he's played a lot of. Uh, dynamic characters, but I think it's probably his best known role. Um, but it's a fun movie, uh, fun effects, just fun characters. Uh, I give Reanimator a 9 out of 10. Uh, fun one to watch in a group, too. And then after that, uh, we all watched Cabin in the Woods. Uh, just to, I don't know, because it's kind of comedic, kind of horror, and, uh, you know, more modern movie, uh, 2011. And Cabin in the Woods, I tried to watch once a few years ago, and I remember I just ended up falling asleep while watching it because I was tired, and I think I had, like, a glass of wine or something, so it wasn't, like, wasn't really in the mood, and, uh, so, yeah, this was, like, my second attempt at it, and I think the concept is cool with the film and everything, but there's just something about it I can't really get into necessarily, but it does have its fun moments, and like I said, I think the concept is definitely nifty um though i pretty much knew it's going in because you know it's i mean this movie's 10 years old now so i've heard hearsay about the film and that it's not what you think it is and all this stuff is going on so it wasn't really shocking to me but um i give that like a seven out of ten uh then i watched slumber party massacre from 1982 uh austin bought me this on the screen factory blu-ray for christmas and we tried to watch this at the halloween marathon like just as a i guess encore movie uh we weren't not everyone was quite ready to go home so we put this on for fun and it's a pretty short movie it's only like an hour and 16 minutes and i didn't really pay too much attention to it when we put it on that one night but i was intrigued so i wanted to give it another shot and it's a fun film i mean it's very basic slasher uh definitely just the definition of a slasher movie um i thought it, i think it's pretty good and like i said it's short it you know gets to the points and that's kind of that so um i think i gave that like a seven and a half or an eight somewhere around that probably a seven and a half um and then I watched Red Eye as per my Survive 05. And Red Eye, of course, is a thriller uh, by Wes Craven about um, Rachel McAdams is in it. And that dude from 28 Days Later, I always forget his name, but, uh, you know, she's getting on a plane. I think her grandmother passed away. So she's taking a flight home for the funeral. And I, always, I it's funny, like I saw this when I was young, so I didn't remember details. I knew she had kind of an important job, but... Rachel McAdams' character is like a hotel manager, I think, at this fan very fancy hotel, so it's kind of funny watching it, and there's a few funny moments with, like, super entitled guests, and it's, uh, you know, relatable, since, uh, you, you know, I worked in a hotel, you did especially, so I thought that was funny, uh, but... Yeah, this movie still held up pretty well for me. Um, there's a few times where I think it's a little unbelievable with, because um, obviously it's kind of about she meets this guy and uh, they end up sitting on the plane together and then he has an ulterior motive and uh, she, it becomes kind of like a an issue and they're kind of bickering back and forth. And I just feel like maybe people would have noticed something suspicious on the plane, but at the same time, I don't know. Um, maybe if I was on a plane, I would understand more and, probably maybe not be paying attention to the fact that something serious is going on but other than that it's a good movie i gave that an eight out of ten 
Then I watched Parents from 1989, uh, the best drawn Blu-ray. I picked up at uh, this place called, I believe it's called Ides. Uh, it's E-I-D-E-S. Uh, Ides Entertainment. Um, I think I talked about it last time. Went there with Austin and Andrew Schroer, and we picked up some movies. And Parents was um, in the used section for a little bit cheaper, so went ahead and grabbed it. Uh, I like this movie. I saw, I have a VHS of it and, uh, the VHS is pretty bad condition. So I did want to own this and upgrade it on Blu-ray. I was happy to find that. And it's a pretty good movie. You know, it's about this kid and, uh, his mom and dad, and they keep having like these quote unquote leftovers of meat all the time. And the kid's kind of like weary and wondering where the meat comes from and little story about this real quick so um i had seen that movie on monster vision in like the mid to late 90s and i could never i didn't know what the name of it was all i remembered was what you just said and whenever i got the internet like years later there was a website that i found that was like um you know like what is this movie or something like that where you could like it was like a message board and you could like post a description of a movie and people would try to figure it out for you Mm. and it was made because of like stuff like that like people watching back in the 90s where there wasn't a guide where you could just see what the movie was you had to either catch the beginning of it or hear the host talk about it and i remember typing like i just remember it was like 80s or 90s and it's a kid who keeps having to eat leftovers every day there's like always leftovers but it's like they don't know what the original food was and somebody told me i think it's parents and that's when i found out it was parents and you know what's funny i still haven't watched that movie since back then and i've had it on dvd for years like probably almost 10 years at this point and i bought the vestron blu-ray when it came out like three or four years ago so i still haven't watched it but yeah well i mean it is it is a good film i think you would enjoy it um it's there's a lot of like just the music and the like score is like really eerie throughout it and uh there's a lot of sort of um crazy dream sequences that are like kind of disturbing and then it, it just has there's like a whole gross out kind of thing where the mom's just cooking dinner and it like grosses me out because she's like grinding meat and like making a meatloaf and it like I feel like gagging thinking about it but um it's a good film I enjoy it uh, I think give that like an eight and a half out of ten uh, I really like it um but then after that uh, I watched Dark Water from 2005 that's of course the American remake of Dark Water I think the original is just Japanese um and I love the original Dark Water from 2002. I think it's super creepy. It's honestly one of the creepiest, like, unsettling movies for me. I don't know what it is. I just think it's very well done. Uh, and not a lot even happens in it, but it's, like, just very... There's such an eerie atmosphere to it that I really love. Um, this Dark Water, of course, stars Jennifer Connelly and... Uh, what's that guy's name? It's got, like, a... The guy from Step Brothers who isn't Will Ferrell is actually in it as the dude who sells her the the like landlord i guess of the apartment complex um but he's actually good in the, this film uh fits the role pretty well um but yeah this dark water it's very much like a lot of the you know american remakes of foreign films where it just feels super 
watered down, if you will, and uh, very basic. Uh, it kind of loses some of its soul that the original had. And like I said, that's like a lot of the American remakes. I think like The Ring is probably one of the most successful as far as that goes. But yeah, this is this isn't that good. I mean, I saw it when I was a kid and didn't really care for it. Was kind of bored by it. So uh, watching it now. I wasn't really bored by it, but it just wasn't scary. It wasn't creepy. There wasn't really much of an atmosphere to it. Um, focuses more on like effects and stuff like that. There's a lot of scenes where water is just like seeping through everything, and you know, so it does try to do some things a little bit differently. But uh, especially the end, it just uh, it's soulless. I it, I just didn't really care for it too much. Um, but I mean, there are it does have its moments. I think Jennifer Connelly and like I said. Uh, from Step Brothers, who isn't Will Ferrell, was uh, they were both good in their roles and uh, acting's decent. Uh, the setting is good. The apartment complex reminds me a lot of what it's like in the original, where it's a little bit run down and uh, has this very grayish, greenish tone to it. So I did, did dig that, but uh, for me, I think I gave this like a six, maybe a 5.5, somewhere around there. Um, so. Uh, after that, I watched Roadkill from 2011. Uh, this was a sci-fi original movie that I picked up at the Dollar Tree, and uh, it was one of the man-eater movies. Um, and it's about a group of kids who are on a road trip in Ireland. They're all in an RV, and they stop at this gas station, cause some problems with a gypsy, and get this curse put on them, or this giant bird thing, uh is following them around and killing them one by one. So I thought it was actually pretty fun. Uh, the bird looks super fake, uh, very CG, very obviously super low budget, but uh, this movie wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. The acting was actually really good in it and a uh, few funny lines. Um, some of the, I, I, I just reviewed this for my YouTube thing and I said this, like some of the characters look alike, so you kind of get them confused a little bit, uh, but it, it was a fun film. Um, I gave that, gave it a 6 out of 10. And then I watched Wrong Turn 4, also from 2011. Uh, and I watched this since we're going to see the new Wrong Turn here soon. Uh, and I just picked this up. But Wrong Turn 4 uh, is a prequel. Um, and it's set in the snow. There's a group of kids on those, I don't even know what you call them, like motorized Snowmobiles? Sled. Yeah, snowmobiles. Um, <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, buddy, whatever. But the, they're on their snowmobiles and they are riding in the snow and uh, it's like there's like a bad storm coming and I think they end up getting lost. So they're like, we're going to freeze to death out here. And then they happen upon this uh, old uh, sort of sanitarium place and they're like, I guess we'll just sleep here overnight. And of course, the, uh, what, what do you even call those guys? The, the Three Finger and his crew. They're there at I think the place. It's like and Three Finger, Sawtooth, and One Eye or something. Sure. I think Three Finger is the only actual one that is back in every move. But anyway, that you know, those mutant like guys are there, of course, and uh, they start killing them. Um yeah, I actually really enjoyed this. I loved the winter setting. I thought that was a good idea to change it up a little bit because, you know, wrong turn movies are typically just in the backwoods during like, the summertime and stuff like that. So that was a nice thing to do. Kind of like how everyone wants Friday the 13th to have Jason in the snow. They kind of 
do that with this film. So I thought that was cool. There was definitely some dumb character decisions and, uh, you know, a lot of the effects like the blood and stuff looked really fake but i always i like the kills in these movies i like they always use um recurring things like barbed wire to kill people and they're really big on cutting people's heads off i noticed in these films so um i think that's kind of funny uh but it was pretty good i really enjoyed the setting and everything so i actually gave that one a seven out of ten that was the first time watched for me and then lastly, I watched Wrong Turn 6 2014 because I also bought that one on DVD. And uh, this film um, was about this guy. I, I honestly, I started watching it last night, fell asleep and finished it this morning. So I forget exactly what his issue is, but he has like a kind of a troubled life, doesn't really have anywhere to go. And he inherits this uh, hotel, like fancy schmancy hotel in the middle of the woods. And... Uh, he one thing leads to another and it turns out he's related to uh the wrong turn clan sound familiar yes it sounds like texas chainsaw 3d in my opinion which came out a year before this um i, I like halfway through i was like wait a minute this is like the same type of plot like because the guy like wants to move there he's like i don't really have any other home and he's gonna live at the hotel and then he starts finding out he's related to the people and uh all that stuff. Um, I didn't care for this one too much. I thought it was pretty weak. Uh, definitely a quality drop. Uh, acting wasn't that good in it at all, honestly. It was very uh, unbelievable acting. And uh, there, there, it does kind of redeem itself towards the end. Uh, there's like a few scenes I thought were cool with uh, the three finger and his crew and whatnot. But the whole plot I was not a fan of where they're kind of... Again, they're changing up the thing a little bit where instead of just being lost in the woods, like, they take it to this uh, fancy house hotel thing in the middle of the woods, and then you have uh, a few regular people there who are showing them around, but then it's like there's something fishy about them. But I didn't think it was that good, um, but it wasn't the worst thing ever, so I gave that an average 5 out of 10. So that's my moves. Okay, um... I guess I shall go. You shall go. Hold on, dude. I gotta pop. Alright, so the first film I watched was The Goonies on 4K from 1985. Well, the 4K didn't come out in 1985, but the movie's from 1985. And this just so happens to be my personal favorite horror movie, or regular movie ever. Right. And yeah, The Goonies is a absolute classic. Uh, it's about a group of kids who are friends in a small coastal town, and they essentially stumble upon a treasure map. The town house, it, like all the houses, are like up for foreclosure because this rich person wants to build a golf course, which I never understood how they would build a golf course in that town. Uh, in the in where their houses are because it's like all on a big ass hill, but <laughs> yes, plot um, they shut up, dude. Yep, plot hole. And so, the film follows these kids who find a treasure map. They go and investigate this area where there is a group of criminals called the Fratellis. It's like a family of criminals and they venture into these caves looking for this pirate ship of 
One-Eyed Willie, who was a famous pirate who stole a bunch of gold and rubies and stuff like that. Uh, this movie is insanely good. It's probably the best adventure film ever made, in my opinion. You have such likable characters. Everybody is awesome. Even the, the side characters are good. Uh, just larger-than-life characters. It it's I saw this film when I was like five or six and it's been a staple in my film watching since then uh, I've seen it dozens of times in fact there was one time where I was uh, where I was living I didn't have internet um, didn't have like Netflix obviously or anything like that so I was just stuck watching movies that I owned or could borrow and somebody had one of my friends had Goonies on VHS and I borrowed it and watched it like probably 30 times in like two months. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen it a ton of times. We watched it last year at the theater, uh, a couple of years ago at the drive-in. I've watched it on VHS. I've watched it on DVD. I've watched it on now 4K. I've seen this movie in tons of different formats. And it is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. The 4K, uh, it didn't look um like super amazing it looked better than the blu-ray but it wasn't one that i would be like hey if you want to see what 4k is capable of watch the goonies but it was still pretty cool um i love the cover that that is on the 4k too it's just uh, an awesome movie uh, it's an obvious five out of five uh then i watched lake michigan monster this came from Aero video i thought it was a like old movie from like the 70s or something but it's a contemporary film from 2018 and it is shot in black and white and has like an old timey look to it like almost like that of like a silent film or something but you know the person has like an ak-47 and stuff like that it's about this sea captain who's not really a sea captain who hires some people to hunt a monster in lake michigan uh to basically get revenge because this monster killed his father it's absolutely ridiculous it's stupid um but it's actually i actually really thought found it funny which i did not expect that a movie like this would work for me but it did uh, the end gets completely ridiculous, kind of Lovecraftian and just insane, uh, the animation and, and it just, it's like, it's bizarre. You just have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. And, uh, there's a song in it, like about the sea captain that plays on the menu. And after I finished the movie, it went back to the menu and I was like editing a video and I, the remote was like clear across the room. I didn't feel like muting it and that song just like got on my nerves so much after like the 50th time <laughs> uh but i give it a uh seven out of ten or like a six and a half out of ten i'd say six and a half or seven uh then we have vigilante from 1982 this was a blue underground release that i got as a screener but i also bought myself uh it is a 4k and it is a movie that if you're going to show off a 4k this is one that you might pick because it's an older film from the early 80s and it looks absolutely stunning like i mean there's barely any grain it is just phenomenal like some of these transfers that blue underground are doing 
are like the best out there i blue underground might be doing the best 4k transfers in the game right now and yeah vigilante it follows uh a like steel worker or like a construction guy i can't forget what he is in new york he's just a regular blue collar guy and violence is really high in the city and there's like a street punk crew who um assaults his wife and kills his son and uh then you know it goes to court and the leader of the street gang is in court and joe spinell is actually a lawyer he has a small little cameo and he like basically is paid off and the judge is corrupt and they let the dude off with like a technicality and this just enrages the the lead and he runs into fred williamson and fred williamson has this like vigilante justice group that are going out and like taking justice into their own hands and uh basically he uh gets in there and and they start going after the the street gang and it's pretty cool uh i really like this movie it's you know similar to that of death wish you know probably inspired by the death wish films i believe that death wish 3 had came out the same year i actually didn't watch this when we were prepping for 82 but i wish i would have even though it's not a horror film it's like exploitation uh directed by the one and only billy lust uh who of course we know directed maniac maniac cop 2 maniac cop 1 maniac cop 3 said that out of order and uh yeah this 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 movie is definitely better than maniac cop 3 i'll tell you that (laughs) But yeah, I wish I wish uh, William Lustig would have directed a few more films because it's uh, he has a cool style. Um, but yeah, I gave it a eight out of ten. Then we have Silent Running from the year 1972, and this was another Arrow video screener that I got in, and it is about it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where the earth has pretty much been scorched and all the foliage like the trees the bushes the plants are all gone and they are attempting to uh keep that alive they have these big spaceships with a huge domes attached to them that have like the last remaining trees and stuff and they take care of them uh there's like a corrupt or not even a corrupt maybe maybe corrupt but like basically they're the people in charge are like we don't need these anymore let's blow them up which just seems silly and stupid to me that was the one problem with the plot that i had was it's like why (laughs) and uh the one guy that's taking care like the other two ships blow up and then the guy who's on the last one taking care of the trees and stuff in the forest he's like really upset and doesn't want this to happen obviously so he kills the people that are sent to blow it up he causes like a little um decoy explosion and basically takes off with the planet or the the ship and uh he basically takes care of the plants and he the only people there is well there's no people there it's just him but he has these three little robots he teaches them to play poker and stuff like that named huey dewey and louie kind of cute um the movie I, I it was it was really boring for most of it and then i started getting into it towards the like towards the second half of it just because you start spending a lot of time with this guy and these robots and stuff like that and that was kind of fun but yeah it really it's like an anti you know it, pollution type of uh film and it's it's you know pro eco friendly type movie so uh it's um 
Yeah, it, it was okay. I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was good. It was decent. It's just kind of boring. It's not a horror film or anything. It's just a weird sci-fi movie. Um, would have liked to see some more post-apocalyptic stuff. Like most of the film takes place in this ship, um, which had a cool set design. We'll say that. I gave it a seven out of ten, or six point five. Uh, then we have The Baby, 1973. Uh, this is uh, an Arrow title that I had in the collection for a while and just haven't got around to. And yeah, this is one that I remember seeing and reviewing years and years ago in like 2014 when we took a break from 22 shots. I had a short-lived side podcast called A Double Shot of Horror and we covered The Baby and what was the other film? Um it was the one grace grace was the other film some baby horror this is some different baby horror it follows a woman who is going into a or she is like a social worker type thing where she's like dealing with um families and their kids and stuff like that and she meets this family who have a like full-grown man baby so the it's like it's like a uh it completely acts like a baby but it's a man and they and the woman begins to suspect that the family uh which is a mother and two daughters are intentionally stunting the baby's development and it's should it's they're keeping it in baby form essentially (laughs) uh like you can't walk and stuff uh it's really weird total 70s movie like this feels like a 70s film like just the concept everything about it it's just it's classic 70s cinema uh you know horror exploitation cinema and there's some weird scenes in here like there's a babysitter who's watching the baby and like there's like a weird breastfeeding scene that's super like uncomfortable and weird um and the mom comes home and catches the babysitter with her her tit in the baby's mouth. <laughs> and obviously this girl wouldn't be able to lactate, right? Like, you can only do that when Ooh. you're pregnant, right? Isn't that how that I, works? Yeah, I can't, yeah. As far as I know, no milk comes out of my titty. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's weird. And she, like, beats the hell out of this teenage babysitter. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's a fun movie. It has a weird, kind of dumb, but, like, so 70s twist. Uh, and I've always liked it. It's a pretty fun movie. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. 7 or 7.5. I'm kind of like, I've, can't decide today. Yeah, I've always wanted to see that one. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, then I decided to... I watched Wrong Turn last year, and I've been wanting to kind of go through the franchise a little bit. I've only seen up to four, so I watched Wrong Turn 2 Dead End from 2007. I probably haven't seen this since 2007 or 8. This is a film that I owned on DVD. I picked it up at an FYE for like $3 years ago, sealed and never watched it and then i was going to watch it and i was like i know i own some of the wrong turns on blu-ray but which ones are they so i went and looked and i was like wow i own a sealed copy of wrong turn 2 on blu-ray so i guess i'm watching that so now i have a sealed dvd that has the same special features on it for no reason and yeah so essentially I popped it in and I 
was kind of interested to see how what I thought about it because I'd always thought it was pretty decent for a sequel but I thought it was a step down from the original and but a lot of people like moods thinks this one's better than the first one so I was like maybe you know watching it now I'll feel that way I don't feel that way I think the first one is actually a fantastic horror film like it's really good um wrong turn 2 definitely amps up the campiness it follows a group of people who are auditioning or casted in a reality show called like apocalyptic or apocalypse or something and the host is henry rollins who's like a former marine in this uh movie and they're basically out in the west virginia wilderness and that is the home of the wrong turn family so of course the mutant cannibals show up and start picking people off uh it's very violent and gory uh some of the gore is a little campy but it it works some of it's actually quite brutal too like the, this woman gets killed in a in a rip on the edge of a river like brutally with a knife mm-hmm. um like slashed up uh and then there's actually a, a pretty like sad i don't know if it's sad it, it's kind of sad scene where two people are like hanging from a tree and they get killed that one actually is a little bit disturbing because it's like it was almost like torture you know where these people yeah. are hanging from the tree and like they're about to die but it's like i don't know it, it didn't come off as campy as the rest of the movie uh the mutated people look you know kind of some of them look better than others i'd never realized but three fingers is in this one so like the one the smaller skinnier one from the first film it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be him and i i never knew that until i looked it up and three fingers is pretty much in all these movies so that's your continuation right there I don't um, really remember part two that much, but I remember I did like it. I I, I do like part one better though. I remember that. My well. favorite scene in the movie is w- there's an actor who returns from the first film. He was just a gas station clerk in the first film, and they yeah. tie him into the the thing. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I remember even thinking that back when I first seen it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, and then I watched Wrong Turn 3 Left for Dead from 2009, and I remember to this day when I first seen this, so like my grandfather really liked the first two Wrong Turn movies. Um, he was a logger and a, somebody who worked in the woods, even his second longest job was like clearing land and woods for like the gas wells and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, always in the woods so this stuff is like interesting to him and um you know he's worked in west virginia woods and stuff like that i think so um very interested in that and he liked the first two a lot so we watched so i remember when the third one came out on dvd me my friend was over and we were gonna just like grab some pizza and stuff and hang out and uh we went to walmart and the wrong turn three was on dvd and my pap was like oh yeah we gotta get this and it was twenty dollars for on, on dvd like you know brand new dvd and he got it and we went home with the pizza and like you know pop or whatever and and was sit and we popped it in and we're all sitting in the living room watching it and like i remember when like the first like just just right away he's like this 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 looks crappy you know like he just the look of the movie he's like this what is this shit you know and he's like all like 
questioning it and like what the hell's going on here why does it look so crappy and like you know he's not a big huge cinema fan so he doesn't like he didn't really see too much like lower budget stuff yeah so uh i remember he was just real mad at it <laughs> and it was funny <laughs> we, and it amped up how bad we thought it was but it's about um this prison that is transferring inmates and they are getting word that there's an escape plan so they alter the route through like the wrong turn back roads and uh they get their bus attacked by three fingers and uh they basically it's like a fight for survival there's also this like money subplot and stuff it's honestly it's bad it, it is a bad movie uh yeah. the cg is like pretty atrocious like there's one scene where somebody gets you know cut in half and their body slowly falls apart you know yeah that that's like a staple of this era actually it's a little late. Yeah, it is. it's a little later because 2009 that had been going on for a real long time so it's it's even more unoriginal um so it's pretty bad there's some okay stuff in it all the acting is horrible like some of the green screen is awful it's mostly set at night though which i thought was kind of cool because you don't really get that with the wrong turn movies uh at least the first two they're they're like part night part day um but yeah i thought it was pretty bad but i kind of enjoyed it more than i did the last time i watched it just for the cannibal craziness and I would say that it's it's not great, it's not super good, but I did enjoy it. I still only gave it a 4 out of 10, though. Could even be lower. Um, and that is it for the films I watched besides our movie night. Alright, 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 alright. Yes, we had a movie night, we had sack night, and it was, it was fun. And we watched two 2005 moves. Yeah, so, and we did it at random. I brought over a bunch, and we just randomly picked. Yes, yes. Um, And what did we pick? So we picked... Oh, first of all, how was your stack? Oh, it was a good stack. Yeah. I wasn't, like... Like, the night we ate them, I didn't eat that much. I ate, like, half of the stack, but then the next day, I was like, I still have a stack, and then I ate the rest of it, and it was, like, somehow it was even better then. So I ate it all up. Yeah, How was um, it was uh, it was a little bit overcooked compared to what I eat. I would say it was like very very light, medium rare. Yeah. Um, I usually go towards closer to rare, but it still was pretty flavorful and good. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah, the, we randomized some movies. The first one that got po- picked was Venom from two thousand five. What's this one about? Um, why'd you have to? Did you not watch the move? I watched the move, I swear. Hold on. Hold on. I just need a refresher on the move. That is all. Dude, hold on. It's just... It's about, like, a, a snake. And, um... <laughs> no, it's, okay, a gas station in a ray uh, saves an elderly voodoo priestess uh, trapped inside a wrecked car. But then he opens her mysterious suitcase and becomes possessed by the evil spirits it contains. And then Ray, like, turns into this murderous zombie killing things that uh, cross his path and terrorizes a group of teens uh, that include his... Uh, son, with the help of the charm of the voodoo priestess. Uh, Sean and friends fight to stay, stay alive as they are pursued through uh, the, the bayou. That, uh, that that all came off the top of the dome there. Um, and that is what the movie is about. 
So what did you think? Um, I'd seen this before years ago, and I I wasn't really a huge fan of it. I but I did give it a higher rating back then. I actually lowered my rating. It's a uh, I like the concept. I like these southern towns, you know, um, is it New Orleans? Or Louisiana, uh, yeah. rather? Yeah. Um, I like, you know, film set in, in those southern states. Like, it, it I, I, and I like the voodoo aspect. Like, I love how Louisiana is known as, like, this voodoo place. It's pretty cool. Um, I like the concept of, like, this voodoo curse trapped in these snakes and it bites someone and they turn into like a killer type thing but i don't know i just thought the characters were really weak i didn't really find it that engaging like there's a lot of it, this is that territory where like cgi was super prevalent and they were starting to put it in all these horror films and like everything is super cg'd in this but it was it was okay i didn't i didn't think it was like bad or anything it's just not that great yeah, that, the CG was really the big turnoff for me because it's just super ridiculously fake and it made it uh, kind of took away from the scare factor. I do like, I agree, I completely like that voodoo Louisiana New Orleans type of um, setting. Uh, that's why I really like the skeleton key, which is also an 05 move. Um, oh, I have that's the skeleton a, man. Skeleton key, buddy. Oh. Key, okay. Okay. Uh, but no, that's a good one. Wait, have you seen Skeleton Key? No? Nope. Yes, I think you would like it. I think you would like it. Uh, and you'll have to watch it for 05 anyway. And that's why I liked uh, Spell, too, because it was, like, voodoo-y from last year. Uh, but, so I did enjoy that, and um, at first I liked it because it felt like a basic slasher from the time or something Right, like yeah, that. like and, uh, all the kids hanging out at the diner and stuff. I, I do yeah. like stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, I was into that, um, but overall, I kind of lost interest, as you can see, by me not knowing anything that the movie is about, um, but I mean, I gave it like, I think I gave it like a 5 out of 10. Yeah, me too, 5 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I saw Dave gave it a 7, so Dave liked it a little more than us. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Alright, and then we have The Maid 2005. This is a film from Singapore. And it's, I had it as part of the Tartan Asian Extreme line. Um, I used to be able to find these on Second Spin back when that site was still around for really cheap. They had the Tartan Asian Extremes and a lot of Asian films were pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, it uh, follows a, a young woman who is a maid and she gets a job at, uh, for this family who has a mentally handicapped son. Uh, she starts being plagued by visions of ghosts and she is starting to uncover a mystery of what happened to the previous maid. Yes. Um, I At first I was uh, very into this one too. Um, I thought it was super creepy. Uh, you had said the sound design was really good and that was kind of, that was my favorite part of it because it made like the sound of a bicycle going by or just the sound of a door creaking seemed super terrifying for no reason. So I thought that was a nice touch to the film. But then uh, they start had... overusing the sound with yeah. the jump scares. Um, the first yeah. like two jump scares really creeped us out and mm -hmm. scared us. Um, and then it's just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. And like, mm -hmm. it starts showing its 
flaws because eventually it just seems like a person standing there with paint on their face. Right, it's not, yeah, like, it's not scary looking because it, it'll linger too much on it and then you're like, okay, well, I can see that's not a real ghost and I am no longer afraid. And I was I was disappointed because I thought, wow, this is going to be really creepy and good at first and then it just, um you know, went full on. And I understand, like, that's kind of, like, what the plot was trying to do, but it just didn't work as a scary movie. It really kind of failed itself with that. So, what did you rate that? Buddy. Um, I, well, I, I wanted to just mention a few more things. So, um, do it. I think that the audio was a little jacked up so uh it's oh, yeah. a foreign yeah. film and the the um what do you call it like the the language is chinese or or one of those languages but the characters also speak english and that's kind of annoying because the, their english is a little bit rough and it's mm. hard to hear and i think there's just audio mix on these old dvds are not the best too mm. so that is a bit of an issue and it was really hard to hear what they were saying when they were in english and also some of the subtitles like cruised by like they would say like a big long sentence and it would just be like a huge length long line of subtitles and then it would just disappear when you're halfway through so um, that was a little bit hard. So we were having a little bit hard time figuring out what was going on and stuff like that. And I also think like the plot was once you figure out everything, it was a bit messy. Um, mm -hmm. It just feels like a tr standard Japanese type ghost influence, you know, like the ring, grudge, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the audio definitely was a problem. I thought the main girl, uh, her English was okay. But then there was another woman where I literally thought she was speaking <laughs> Chinese, the, the, then you would hear like one English word and you're like, oh, she's been speaking in English. Um, so I don't like, I've seen other movies too like that where because half of it's subtitled, half of it's not, and I don't like that. I'd rather it ha be just one or the other and not try to mix it up like that. But, and the, you even said there's no reason for them to even be speaking English because they're all in their regular, you know, China or wherever the film takes place. So it's, it was kind of an odd decision, but I gave the movie, I gave it a six and a half. Um, I gave it a six and right. a half. Six, six and a half. I don't know. I'm really indecisive this episode. Right. right All right. So let's go ahead and get into our featured review, which is Shadow in the Clouds. A move that you did not watch. <laughs> Why you say that? You said you did not watch it, and you I'm did sorry. not watch it's it. It's Shadow in the Cloud. Yes. Uh, so, what is Shadow in the Cloud? Give us a plot synopsis. Yes. Right. Where, where has it gone? Here. You are really unprepared. Dude, you don't even know what you're rating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A World War II pilot traveling with top-secret documents on a B-17 flying fortress encounters an evil presence on board the flight, starring Chloe Grace Mortiz. Moretz. Moretz. Uh, yeah, so 
Um, basically, this uh, young woman shows up on a aircraft, and it's a bomber, and she has orders to go with them. And mm-hmm. there, this is 1940 something, so there's like tons of sexism, like tons and tons. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's almost it's honestly like too much in my opinion. It just feels like it's doing it to say like there was sexism in 1940, <laughs> you know. It yeah. it doesn't feel natural to me. It just feels like there it's over the top in a way. Um and we see at the beginning of the film that she's forging this order. So she is we get the sense that she's not supposed to be there, which makes sense because why like it would be very it would be very not of the time to i guess have her there because they all act like it's like that's weird mm-hmm. um this film was written by max landis of note i don't know if you knew that or not who's max landis well buddy he is the son of relax buddy buddy relax 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 buddy i hate this move <laughs> fuck the landis family <laughs> You said both are F words already. Okay, we only get one. Oh, I thought we got two. I one. thought it was like an R rated move. Can't you say it twice? One in R rated moves. Oh, I. Or no, R rated moves. You could say it as many times as you want. Oh no no no! I mean PG thirteen. Wait no. PG-13. I mean the Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um. So she goes into this plane. She has a package, and she's like, "My package needs to be with me at all times." They're like, "You can't take the package down in this thing." I don't really know why she couldn't take it down there. She actually says she couldn't take it down there. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I didn't even think about uh, that. Because they yeah. put her in like the, uh, um, like bubble gun. Sperry. I don't know what it's called. I thought they called it a Sperry. Okay, this, yeah, the Sperry. Uh, it's basically like the dome gun underneath the plane. Mm. And uh, I don't... There, honestly, it makes no sense why she couldn't take it with her. That's a plot hole. Yeah. Um. So she leaves it with somebody up top. But it actually kind of makes sense why she left it with, with that person. So maybe it makes sense, I guess. Uh, and she goes they put her in this thing which again i don't know why they put her why did she have to ride in there i think they were they were just saying they don't have enough room for her and i think they're did you see the size of that place there's like four guys in there i was thinking it was just like they were being a-holes and didn't want anything to do with her so they're like i know shove her in there but like there's live there's a live gun in there (laughs) if you don't trust her i don't think you would put her there you know yeah um i was kind of picking this movie apart a little bit but anyway so she's down in there she's communicating with them they're all being sexist and and pigs to her like about her when they don't think she could hear them which is stupid because they know there's a radio down there so i don't even lie about that (laughs) um so she sees a gremlin on the side of a plane which is cool. That was my favorite part of the movie. I was like, oh, this is going to be a cool, like, creature feature. Like, I've, like, if you've seen, which is crazy that the Exploding Heads got, they had to known what this was about because they did the, the Twilight Zone episodes that had the gremlin on the side of the plane. Yeah. 
I forget if they did know whether I forget if they mentioned if they Brandon knew that had to have known or something because it's it's perfect because it, it's an yeah it's the same sto- yeah it's really yeah, weird. I've always liked that the idea of like because that's where the like myth of gremlins went what came from was mostly in World War Two where they mm. thought the Japanese people ha- were putting like mo- like mo- like little gremlin monsters in there sabotaging their equipments and stuff right um so uh yeah she's there she sees this little gremlin and she's trying to tell him they don't listen to her obviously uh and then she sees a plane a japanese uh plane and she engages fire in it and they then start to believe her but immediately stop believing her like the next second um so uh then you find out what the package is it's classified they're not allowed to open it they decide to open it you find out what the package is and then i would say around that point the movie gets completely ridiculous <laughs> um yeah to be honest like uh, the stuff you just said kind of brought it down for me even because i wasn't thinking it while watching it all those little plot holes that didn't make sense but i was really into it uh with the whole thing with chloe grace Moretz being in that little thing and you're pretty much just focused on her talking to the guys over the radio um i thought she did a really good job uh, i i told you earlier i thought it was like her best performance because i i think she was great with that accent that she was putting on and uh just the stuff she was saying. like i found her to be very believable so i did enjoy that and also it's i think this movie's clearly a little bit low budget so you know it was kind of a good decision to throw her in there and hide the budget a little bit but yeah once um the package is revealed and that stuff happens it is completely i was like what the heck but there i will say with those moments there were a lot of parts where i was getting super bad anxiety because there was a lot of stuff dealing with heights and it was really getting to me so i did enjoy it for that but i didn't because i, I it was just so unbelievable and like it, was. it felt way too hollywood like action movie which my all always my issue with like action films is that it just feels so unbelievable like like oh i'm dangling off the edge of a of a piece of metal that's attached to a plane with one hand and i swing my arm around and i i have to grab the gun and i use the sling to hoist myself it's just like too much you know what i mean that doesn't happen in this movie i'm just giving no. an example um yeah but yeah it's it's just too it's too much for me. I, I just tune out. I get annoyed. I'm like mad at the movie for being like that. And that's, that's that. I'm just annoyed, you know? So, uh, the, anyway, the gremlin, the gremlin didn't look good either. I mean, it, it looked super... good at times, but then not at times too. Um, it was okay. I, I can live with the gremlin, but I all the other ending, stuff, the yeah. very ending was ridiculous to me. That whole like, I showdown. Thought, I actually thought it was cool but stupid and some of the cg was a bit rough Mm. um but like i thought it was cool because we already thrown most logic out of the movie yeah the the fact that that gremlin was even there was (laughs) stupid (laughs) so like okay we have this cool final showdown um I was okay with it because the rest of the movie was kind of dumb. 
um i love chloe grace moretz i love to see her in movies uh i did think she carried this movie to be interesting and honestly all the cast was pretty good most mostly you just hear the dialogue i just think the writing was horrible mm-hmm. the, yeah, actually like, i came down on this movie since talking about it yeah you just kind of ruined the whole film for me actually <laughs> um i was a little probably way too high on it and now i'm definitely down but it was fun it was okay uh like i said chloe grace Moretz. i know you you kind of let you're a bigger fan of her than i am mainly because you just think she's so beautiful and blue but um i've never it's not like, even beautiful it's like cute okay so cute adorable she's the same age as me just something i've always thought was cool seeing her in movies and being like oh we're the same age um but uh, I like I said I thought this was I probably enjoyed her in this movie more than I've ever really enjoyed her she was good in Greta too but I, that's one thing I could say I think if you had a different actress playing that part it w- might not have been as good but uh, yeah the whole film is a lot of ridiculousness I do think it's a fun movie though um, but it definitely has a lot of pro- lot more problems than good mm-hmm. so all right. Well, do you want to get into ratings or letterbox reviews? Yeah, most of the letterbox reviews are pretty bad. Um, uh, this one person gave it three stars. It's Har- Harlequinade. That's a positive review. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a few positive ones, but they all look like they have spoilers in them. Yeah. Uh, but this person's favorite moves are Logan in the Loop. Gone Girl and Practical Magic. So this person sucks. Uh, let's see. They said it was actually really fun. Barrett's was good and she was playing a character that was easy to root for. Seeing how the story threw her right in the middle of imbeciles. For the most part of the first act, they found a cool way to hide the low budget. I said that. When they stopped, it resulted in a moment of ridiculous simply... What? <laughs> It simply was to be has to be witnessed. I hate when people are stupid. Bonus point for the nice synth score. Uh, so that was that. All right, that I have a negative one uh, from Dustin Baker, who is a friend of ours, um, a listener of Twenty Two Shots, and Dustin Baker. He, we've read reviews from him before. His favorite films are Suspiria, There Will Be Blood, Titus, and Return of the Living Dead. One. Um. <laughs> but you, you'll probably like him buddy his his review starts off with written by the biggest piece of shit hypocrite in social media sector comes maybe the most grating and infuriating browbeating of v- virtue signaling in a film yet the first 40 minutes of this outright goddamn insufferable is a goddamn outright goddamn insufferable it's just Moretz sitting down and being called various variations of bitch in as juvenile way as possible <laughs> while subvertly nuance grace or subtext are not only abandoned but shotgunned to the fucking face <laughs> i understand and agree with the messages being shoved up our asses here but when it feels so horribly forced hey you saying the same shit i said yeah. just way better uh it feels false like 90 percent of disney's pandering of the last few years telling me you really don't believe in strong women when just when you just want 14 year old girls and juvenile minded bloggers to tweet that you do to take to rake in the money it's bullshit there's a long lineage of strong female roles and films with many lessons to how 
to portray that organically that we actually feel it. This moronic shit is not that. It's hollow and unfathomably... Stop using big words, Dustin Baker. Yeah. Stupid. Turning women's rights into a cartoon punchline for the mouth breathers to blindly agree. And then there's some never-explained monster B-movie shit that's at least marginally entertaining until you until she has to have the final fight one-on-one while the useless men stand grape. Yeah, that was a good point. It's, it's cloying and juvenile, leading me to actually yell at it to shut the fuck up multiple times. The directing at least has some nice bits and style and intention, but it's buried under all the annoyance. John Landis now has two sins he can never live down, killing Vic Marrow and enabling his son to wreck shop on cinema, cinema at large. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, what do you rate this bad boy? I wanted to read one more review. It was four and a half stars, and it says, I don't fucking care. You guys are lame. And okay. I think that's funny. Uh, okay, you don't think it's funny? Cool. Um, I I don't know. I was at, like, I was at, like, a six and a half, and now I think I'm down to a five. Um, and that's only because I did, like, Chloe Grace from Earth. Uh, if I did not, it probably would be lower, but I, I have to give it an average five out of ten. Um, Matt Lynch, this guy, said, just watch the Bugs Bunny short with the gremlin instead. That is fucking okay. funny. <laughs> one out of one out of five. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm at a five and a half out of ten. All right. All right. All right. All so right, what did right. what did exploding heads think of it? I don't remember because I listen to pods and then I forget what was said. And thank you for making. Did it me sound like they liked it? I don't remember, dude. I was listening at work, multitasking. I just remember they... So what you're saying is Exploding Heads and Dave Z can't keep your attention. No, they can, buddy. I listened to Dave, their, like... Dave, you hear that? I know he listens. No, buddy. 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 Dave. No, Carly no, said buddy, Exploding what... Heads sucks. That's not what I said. I listened to, like, I was... Ma- <clears throat> I listened to, like, their Twilight zone parts, and then, like, um... Well, what did they say about those? They said... Uh, well, uh, Christian was a fan of the newest version because they were doing like the episode. They did like Jordan yeah, that Peele's. Was my idea. That was your idea. Yeah, I was like, you guys should do the new one because it's it's because uh, they were only gonna do the two old ones at first. Oh, okay. Well, but I he... was like, you should do the new one because it's different. Yeah. Yes, he was a fan of it. Um, he said he did, he said everyone kind of shat on that new Twilight Zone and how. Uh, he never wanted to give it a chance, which is kind of where I am too. But he was like, "This is actually good stuff." Um, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I never. Yeah, okay. And then they enjoyed the older ones, of course. But I remember them ta- like, because I'm at work, and sometimes I do tune out because I'm like tune out because it's not very good. No, because I'm answering the phone or working <laughs> or joking. like have to get up or someone behind me says something, and then like. Like, the girl behind me always talks a lot, and sometimes I forget to pause, and then, like, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know where I was. But they did talk. They, like, said something about, uh, well, I can't even say it because it would be, like, a spoiler. But, and that's how, kind of watching the movie, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen oh. in this one part. So so you're saying it, they spoiled? They spoiled one part for yeah. me a little bit, yes. I'm just kidding. Okay. Exploding Heads is one of the best. They are. They are my favorite they are number one. What about me? They are number one. I'm just kidding, buddy. You guys are tied as my favorite. Not you, like your podcast. Same with me. 
No. Okay. Um, anyway, that will be all for this episode. Um, next week, we will be doing... Um, I'm actually not sure. Uh, the week after, we're going to try to do Wrong Turn, the newest one. So next week, I'm not 100% sure what we'll do, but we'll figure it out. We have till Friday to figure that out because that's when I'm off. Or no, I'm actually not off till Saturday, so we'll have till Saturday to figure it out. Yep. Alright, so with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next time with another one.